Hello, everyone, and welcome to On Point with Bishop Robert G. Rudolph. On Point, keeping you focused in the right direction. I'm your facilitator, Vincent T. Edwards, Mr. Speaker, and today we're going to talk about watch your mouth. Oh, the bishop is going to share with us some stuff about that tongue. Oh, it's it can be a deadly thing. Please visit the bishop's website at robertgrudolph.org. That's robertgrudolph.org. There you can hear previous episodes of the podcast. And want to let you know that the podcast is also available on the Apple podcast platform. Bishop, how are you doing on this wonderful and terrific Tuesday? Mr. Speaker, I am doing awesome on this wonderful day. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing good. As one of my leaders in my ministry say, I'm phenomenal. Phenomenal. (laughs) I'm phenomenal. (laughs) That is good. I'm going to use that today. I'm phenomenal. Oh, <laughs> oh, I am truly looking forward to learning about this organ in the body, this tongue. Oh, I'm waiting to hear what you have to say. <laughs> and so, Bishop, I'm going to let you go ahead and kick this off today with a prayer and then share with us the tongue so we could all watch our mouths. Yes, sir. Everyone, if you would, just bow your heads with me in a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for this day and we thank you for the opportunity to discuss your word with so many people in so many ways and thank you lord for the advances of technology where we can preach the gospel through technology and through the internet now god i ask that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight O lord my strength and my redeemer in jesus name amen Amen. 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 Well, Mr. Speaker, there is something that can really get us in trouble. And it's called your mouth. It's called your tongue. And sometimes people without knowing it, they mess up. And I would even venture to say that uh, if someone asks you the percentage of your speech that is glorifying to God in comparison to what really is not or which is not, many of us would have a problem because we don't watch what we say. And sometimes it's not what you say, it's how you say it. So I have um, looked at a lot of scriptures and I have looked into the New Testament and the Old Testament, but I specifically found a scripture in the, or scriptures rather, in the New Testament, specifically in the book of James. Now, in just a few minutes, we'll be looking at chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3, and chapter 5. But I just want people to, in the book of James, uh, those chapters 1, 2, 3, and 5, selected verses of Scripture. But I want people to really understand that this tongue issue and speaking and not speaking and when to speak, that is a very powerful, powerful situation. And I, I really want to talk about it on today. And probably the New Testament, this, this particular New Testament writer, illustrates it more than any other place in the Bible. And so he describes, and I'm going to go into these ways that he describes where we can misuse our mouth. So I want everybody to watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. Uh, be very careful of what comes out of your mouth because it defiles us. So if, if uh, the uh, listeners, if you could go to your Bibles, go to the New Testament, go to the book of James, 
And let's look at verses, uh, James chapter 1, verse 19, and James chapter 1, verse 26. Again, we're going to the book of James. We're talking about watching your mouth. The book of James, the first chapter, uh, verse 19. And uh, I'm going to read this to you. And it gives you the first way that we misuse our mouths. All right, everybody ready? I hope everybody's ready. Uh, again, James Man, 1 we're ready. 19. That, that'll work. This is what it says. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. I'm going to read that one more time. Let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. Well, one of the first ways that we misuse our tongue and we misuse our mouth is that we are hasty in what we say. And uh, brothers and sisters, you have to be careful in being hasty in what you say. Sometimes you, the first thing that comes to your mind is not the best thing to say. Sometimes when we say things with haste, we don't have an opportunity to really think about them. And that's why I think James tells us in uh, James 1 and, 9, 1 and 19, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. In other words, before something comes out of your mouth, be slow to say it. Because at that time, it may not be the best thing to say. So you can misuse your mouth by being hasty. If you go to, to uh, uh, James 1 and 26, let's look at that for just a second. James 1 and 26, not only can you uh, mess up by being hasty in what you say, but you can also mess up and being hypocritical of what you say. Because if your words do not follow up with your actions, then you're being very hypocritical. Let's look at James 1 and 26. It tells us, if any man among you seem to be religious, notice he says seems to be religious or seem to be religious and bridle lift not his tongue. Oh my. But deceiveth, deceiveth his own heart, that this man's religion is vain. Oh, Mr. Speaker, there are a lot <laughs> of religious folks out there, a lot of religious folks out there. But according to the Bible that I'm reading, if you are religious, if you seem to be religious, and you can't keep control of your tongue, you're deceiving your own self. That's what the Bible is saying, and that your religion is vain religion. And the Bible talks about vain religion. It talks about that. So you don't want to be hasty in what you say, and you don't want to be hypocritical. In other words, what I say to you here needs to be the same thing that I say somewhere else. Um, if I say it in private, I ought to be able to say it publicly. What do you think about that, Mr. Speaker? Oh, right on with that. You know, back in the day, <laughs> you, say, you say one thing to somebody else and something else over here. Sometimes you say, we used to say you talking, <laughs> you talking out the side of your neck. We, you know, we, exactly. We, we, we <laughs> would say things like that. And then that whole concept of being hasty um, brings to mind a, a quote. It goes something along these lines. It says, it's better, be, it's better to be thought of as a fool 
than to yes, open sir. your mouth and prove everybody right. And sometimes you just have to sit there <laughs> and not say anything at all. <laughs> oh, man, I'm telling you, we got to be careful, brother. We really got to be careful because uh, being hasty or being hypocritical is not a good thing. So your tongue can't be hasty and your tongue can't be hypocritical. One oh, thing, okay. um, if I may interject, um, that came to my mind, someone told me about this when it comes to what we say. They gave me this example. This is there's no basket of words, meaning like you have an in basket, you can put some put something in and say, oh, I don't need them to have that. You can go back and take it out of their in basket before they get it. They said there's no basket of words. Once it's out there and you've said it, it's out there and you cannot retract it. You cannot pull it back. It's already inflicted good or damage. You're right. You cannot bring it back. No matter how we say we're sorry, no matter how much we apologize, brother, when it comes out of this mouth and it goes out and uh, it touches somebody's heart or somebody's mind, it can hurt people's feelings. So we have to be careful of what we say and we have to be careful of how we say it. So we can't be hasty with our tongue and we cannot be hypocritical with our tongue. Now, here's another thing. This is point number three. Uh, we're dealing with five things today. Point number three tells us we can't be heartless either with our tongue. Let's look at the second chapter of James, verses 15 and 16. We cannot be hasty. We don't need to be hypocritical, but most importantly, we don't need to be heartless. James 2, 15 and 16. If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding ye give them not those things which are needful to the body, what doth it profit? So in other words, you can be all religious and uh, very, very religious in your action and, and wishing that somebody else would do something. But I would just venture to say that all of us need to be Good Samaritans every once in a while because the Good Samaritan had no business stopping by the wayside to take care of a stranger, but the Good Samaritan did. And so that's how we have to be. We cannot be heartless if you have the means by which to help somebody and you don't help them, you are being heartless. So you can't say, uh, I wish that I would be able to help you, but I don't have it. Or I wish that I could do this, that, or the other, but I, I can't. You're being heartless because if you have it within your means to help somebody and you don't, that's a terrible thing. So you don't need to be heartless. Mr. Speaker, we got a lot of heartless people out there. Oh, yes, we do. Can be sitting on everything and say, boy, if I had it, I sure would give it to you. I don't have it. And, <laughs> and, they, and they sit right. right on it. And I'm like, oh, right. my goodness. You know, it's like if you got it, help somebody. If you don't want to help, I mean, just just I, I'm just going to say that's between you and God, because you're going to have to you're going to have to be a, held accountable for that. But a lot of times. We say one thing and just do another. There you go. All right. Hasty. Don't have a hasty tongue. Don't have a hypocritical tongue. Don't have a heartless tongue. But let's go to 3 and 6, chapter 3 of James and verse 6. And it tells us something else. 
And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members that it is that it defileth the whole body and sitteth on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire of hell. Well, uh, hasty tongue, Ooh. hypocritical tongue, heartless tongue, but what about a hellish tongue? Oh my goodness, Bishop. No, you didn't. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what the word is telling us. I, oh, I'm, my I'm going God. from the word. You sometimes we can be filled with hell and it comes out through our mouth. Mm. You don't want to have a hellish tongue. In other words, people should always have a good disposition. And whatever comes out of your mouth should be a good thing, not a bad thing. It needs not to be hellish, but it needs to be filled with heavenly things. You, you need to be able to speak and people have the good news of Jesus Christ exhibited to them. And that's just what we need to do. And if we're not able to do it, Mr. Speaker, then the Bible says that uh, the, the uh, on fire, the course of nature, and it is set on fire, on fire of hell. In other words, we have a hellish attitude. We have a hellish mouth. And we, in addition to being hasty and hypocritical and heartless, it can be filled with the wrong thing. So don't have a hellish tongue. Ah, yeah. That, well, let that, me go that, to the that, next that thing. Go ahead, and, Mr. Uh, brings to mind church hurt. People saying all mm. types of things, and then you know we all we often used to say sticks and stones may break my bones, words will never hurt me. That is not true. Right. Because there's yes, power sir. in words. There's power in what comes out of your mouth, especially if you were to be t talking to someone that's young and growing up and you tell them, oh, you'll never be anything because so-and-so wasn't nothing. You are, you're stupid. You're this. Rather than praising them because, you know, I, I know you're going to get to it. But <laughs> two, there, there, there's, there's two things that could come out of, out of that tongue. Either you can speak this or you can speak that. And we need to exactly. be speaking things that are going to help people to develop and to grow. Exactly. All right. Let's let's review here. Hasty tongue, always in a haste to say something. You don't think about it. It just comes out. Hypocritical tongue. Uh, you can't be one thing one time and then something else another time. Whatever you say publicly or whatever you say privately, you should be able to repeat it publicly. Uh, so don't be hypocritical. Heartless tongue. You're saying, oh, I wish the Lord would bless you. I wish the, the Lord would find a way to help you and you have the means by which you can help somebody, but you don't do it. Hellish tongues means that you are filled, your attitude is filled with hell. That's basically what it's saying. And uh, that is not the tongue you want to have. But let's look at uh, chapter five of the book of James, chapter five, and I'm gonna look at verse 12 and you'll find the last thing I wanna talk about on today. Uh, five and 12 of James, it says this, but of a, but above all things, my brethren, swear not, neither by heaven, neither by the earth, neither by any other oath, but let your yea be yea, and your nay, nay, lest ye fall into condemnation. Ooh, that's powerful. But above all things, my brethren, swear not, neither by heaven, neither by the earth, 
neither by any other oath, but let your yea be yea, and your nay, nay, lest ye fall into condemnation. The Bible says that we will fall in condemnation if our yeses are noes and our noes are yeses. In other words, you have got to be able to be affirmative when it's time to affirm something and be critical or negative when it's time to be critical. There should not be a middle of the fence or straddling the fence. It either has to be yes or no. Because whenever you get into a compromise, my brother, you are not really in a good situation. You, you don't need to compromise. It needs to be one thing or another. People need to know from your reputation that it's either yes or no. When I go to Elder Edwards, when I go to Bishop Rudolph, I know they're going to be straight with me because oh, yeah. they're not going to wishy-wash me. Uh, they're not going to candy coat anything. They're not going to sugarcoat anything. They're going to tell me straight up what I need to do. And, and that's the type of friend or friends you need. I Most need definitely. friends who will tell me, hey, brother, that wasn't right. Speak I, me the truth. It may hurt, but I want to know the you truth. There you go. Tell me. I don't want to hear that I did something right and it was wrong because you're not helping me. You're not helping me. But a true friend tells me, okay, I applaud you for that. But I also, um, I also rebuke you for this. It needs to be that way. So uh, your tongue cannot be a heathenistic tongue. That's what this describes in chapter 5 and verse 12. You cannot be a heathen tongue. You need to be straight up and let people know this is how I feel. Now, they may not like it. They may not even understand it. It may not even make any sense to them at all. But they have to know, they have to know uh, how you feel straightway and, and just straight up. You need to let them know. Most definitely. be Being uh, just right, just straight up to the point. You know, don't hold back any punches, but do it with love so that people will understand. That's all people want. Just just tell me the truth. Just tell, tell me, the, me truth. the truth, because if if you lie to them, you're wrong. Here's you're one wrong. thing. Bishop. When we look at all of these things, hasty, hypocritical, heartless, hellish, heathenistic. And the Bible says, you know, every pretty much every beast can be tamed. But this tongue and sure. out of it comes life or death, how do we bring this thing under subjection? How wow. do we abide by these things? So I'm not caught up with spitting out stuff without thinking, not having any feelings for anybody and just telling everybody, oh, let me give you a piece of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> how, how do I refrain from doing that, Bishop? Is there any help well, for me? Mr. Speaker, the only help that I know of, if somebody is really a believer and if somebody really believes that, that they believe in God and, and they're a follower of Jesus Christ, the only thing that I know of that can keep your tongue is the Holy Ghost. That's it. <laughs> Brother, that's, that's it. The Holy Ghost. Um, the Bible tells us, it, it tells us that no man can tame the tongue. No man, notice what it says, no man can tame the tongue. 
but we've got to rely upon the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost to sanctify your speech. If you want your speech sanctified, we want our bodies to be sanctified. In Romans 12, 1 and 2, it says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that, that uh, ye may prove that uh, what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The Holy Ghost has a way of taming your tongue. The Holy Ghost that I have keeps me, keeps me from doing things that I should not do and saying things yes, that sir. I should not say. Remember, I don't know, I don't know, some, some of our listeners might be too young for this, but you remember Flip Wilson, uh, oh. Mr. Speaker? Do you remember? <laughs> somebody, he always says somebody made him do it. <laughs> Flip Wilson would always say, the devil made me do it. Well, I want to tell you, if you're saved, if you're sanctified, and if you're Holy Ghost filled, and uh, if you're following uh, the Spirit of God, if you're following and you are baptized with the Holy Spirit, the devil has nothing to do with your actions, ma'am and sir. I'm here to tell you, if you're filled with the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost will keep you and he will tame your mouth. How do I know? Ask me how I know. I know. How you know, Bishop? How you know? <laughs> I know, brother, because there have been times, there have been times that I've wanted to say something. Yes, sir. You wanted to say something, but it just, it, it, the Lord wouldn't allow it to come out. I truly understand that, Bishop. I'm going to start talking about the Holy Ghost. You're going to have to uh, work with me on that, I guess. Oh, no, I'm I'm right here with you because, trust okay. me, I know that Holy <laughs> Ghost, I done been in a place and I said, Lord, I, I said, I just go, before I go, I say, I say Lord, no matter what I want to say, <laughs> help you, me. you help me. Cause I, and Bishop, I will tell you, I was, I recall one meeting, I wanted to say something. I was just raising my hand and they overlooked, but I had right. said, Lord, don't let me speak if I don't need to speak. And boy, <laughs> after the meeting was over, if I would have said what I wanted to say, I would have right. been in trouble. Right. And see, that's where, you know, you can't, you don't have a second chance uh, to make that first impression. Yeah. You know, you have to be able, you know, sometimes you just have, you know what, let me just be quiet. Let me just, let me just calm down and um, I'll deal with this later. Because if you don't, you have to depend upon the Holy Ghost to help you. And I don't know, maybe I, I know I went out, uh, but maybe I guess need to start talking about when you ask that question about how can you um, lead back into it? Is that what we need to do? Oh, no, you you good. I, I um, you, okay. you had answered that and I just I just filled in a little bit. So it, <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I know he'll be back. <laughs> I don't man, I was I was hitting on the thing here, man, on my iPad, and it went out. I was like, oh man. <laughs> oh, you 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 good. It's a conversation, but I mean, this is truly powerful. And I mean, especially even for, for the young people, you can't just say yeah. what you want to say when you want to oh, say yeah. it. And I I will even go this far when we're talking about 
uh, the tongue and communication, all this stuff on social media, you, you end right. up saying something and then you notice they're trying to take it down. Then they're making apologies, you know, athletes, professionals, people just saying whatever they want. You got to think about it. Yeah, you got to watch that. Yeah. You, you can't say what you want to say. You can't do what you want to do. You, you just can't. The Holy Ghost stops us from saying what we want to say. It will keep you if you want to be kept. And I want to be kept because I want to go to heaven. I don't Most want definitely. to regret anything that I say or anything that I do. And so I depend upon the Holy Spirit to lead and guide me in the way I should go and how I should say what I should say at the time that it needs to be said. We have to be careful in, in our world today. Um, you know, people put everything on on social media. They put everything on Facebook. I don't want to hear about your personal stuff. I, I don't want to hear about all that kind of thing. I don't need to know that. Um, but but we live in a society where people put everything out there. But we need to be careful of that. We really do. So uh, the Holy Ghost keeps you from it keeps your tongue. And, and that's what the Bible tells us. We got to be careful of that. It keeps us from saying the wrong thing and doing the wrong thing. Um, it, it, it helps us. And so I don't want a hasty, hypocritical, heartless, hellish, or heathen tongue. I want sanctified speech. I want a sanctified tongue. And uh, Romans 12 tells us uh, that we should live holy and sanctified lives. And we want to present our bodies a living sacrifice uh, to God. And this is one of the first things we can do is let our mouths be sanctified, our speech be sanctified. Oh, I, I enjoyed this all today. Oh, I know, I know. You, I, you, I, if I had a ham and organ over here, I, <laughs> I <pulled it. laughs> so I'm telling you, you. Oh, my goodness. This has truly, truly been beneficial and enlightening for those yes, who will sir. be listening about, about your mouth. It's just like sometimes just be quiet. I love it. We talked from scriptures from James 1, 19, 26, 2, 15, 16, 3, 6, and 5, and 12. He really laid it out today. The bishop told us what we need to do with regard to this tongue. And if you want to be kept, just submit to the Holy Spirit. Any last words, Bishop, before you close us out in prayer? My brother, it, it's just, you just have to be quiet sometimes. Sometimes you have to be mature in your attitude, in your being, and just not say things that would create a fervor. And, and you don't want to do that. And that's, I hope that I've made that come across real uh, uh, wonderful in this uh, podcast on today. Let us pray. Father, again, Lord, we thank you for the opportunity that you've given to us. And we thank you for blessing us. Now, Lord, I ask that you would touch every one of us, touch our mouth our mouth our, our mouths rather touch our mouths and help us lord so that we can say what needs to be said at the appropriate time and god let your holy spirit tell us if it does not need to be said so that we won't mess up in representing you god i ask that you would touch all of us and strengthen all of us and give us the word to say and how to say it. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen, and thanks once again for your teaching on today. You've been listening to On Point with Bishop Robert G. Rudolph. On Point, keeping you focused in the right direction.